Alright, good morning. It is Thursday. And I'm pulling out of the garage. Trying to uh, remember what I had planned to uh, talk about this morning on my walk. Um, <laughs> it's kind of what I do on my walks is usually think about a different challenge and um, try to think about how I could talk about that on my way to work. Um, <laughs> but uh, my wife and I were talking about the, uh, the hurricane that hit the eastern part of Texas, way away from us. It didn't, no noticeable effect to anywhere around here. Um, but uh, we were talking about that this morning and I kind of forgot what uh, what I was going to bring up, so, <laughs> um, well, okay, so I think yesterday I talked a little bit about, uh, you know, technology and, and automation and utilizing the A3 process to um, show the gap and uh, come up with the, the way to show that this is a problem and not try to use automation as the potential solution for that. Um, so uh, my problem statement starts out, and I'm not going to get into the specifics, but my problem statement uh, is based around, um, as a strategic initiative, uh, the organization would like to achieve you know, X amount of dollars in productivity savings, um, period. Of that X amount of dollars in productivity savings, the manufacturing technology strategy um, would aim to see uh, automation, uh, visual uh, vision uh, systems, um, uh, essentially different elements of, of automation technology industry 4.0 um, to be a part of the solution that helps us achieve uh, uh, X amount of dollars in productivity savings. Um, so there is a amount that is dedicated of that productivity savings uh, to come from uh, automation, uh, automation industry 4.0, etc. So um, the current state is that very few processes are automated. Um, we have a few. Um, they are automated because that is the really the only way to carry them. And I say automated machines doing the work. Um, so if you think of like um, bending sheet metal, um, you have a press. Um, you know, but a human feeds it. We have like a two bender. A person loads it, the machine does all the bending. Um, so, from a, we have some test stands too. You load the test stand, you hit go, um, and it runs through the, the test cycle um, with minimal intervention. Um, that's kind of, to me, the fringes of automation um, and utilizing technology and predictive maintenance and all that fun stuff. Um, it's kind of a very low level of maturity if we're talking about maturity model. Um, on a scale from one to five, 
um, you know, we, we would rank in one and just about most things. Um, one thing we do well is the automation of data. Um, so getting data and information to the right people in the right places at the right time. So we have a homegrown manufacturing execution system that uh, helps us sequence uh, work based off of what's going down the value streams and it tells uh, support areas to those value streams um, what, uh, what's coming, what they need to bring next. And so from that standpoint, we are at a fairly high level of maturity. Um, it's allowed us to go to tuggers and milk runs and just-in-time delivery of, of parts that are uh, unique to specific configurations. So if I need a blue part, um, I'll get the blue part and it'll come right when the assembly that blue part goes onto is, uh, is moving past a certain station. Um, beyond that, um, there's a lot of repeatable type work that uh, is done by people and people typically um, are the answer when it comes to what will we do? Um, how will we be more productive? We will add people is typically the response. So um, we have one value stream that has a, a lot more demand than it usually has and the, you know, the initial response is, well, we need to add people. Um, so the current thinking is that labor uh, is the way to get more capacity. Um, and so that's, that's just kind of the, the first attempt um, when it comes to uh, productivity needs. And so the cost of that labor is offset by the additional output. And that typically has done well for us when we add the labor to the right places. Um, and so that's the mindset that a lot of people take is, well, we just need to add more um, labor, add more labor. Um, and not necessarily go and understand the problem, but add labor. Um, so with a lot of these processes that are repeatable, um, some of them have... Um, it's the same process, but maybe a different configuration. But a lot of it uh, is kind of the same thing over and over and over again. So, you know, the opportunity to um, look at some of these processes and say, huh, we pay a human to do this work and it's the same thing and it never changes. Quite a few assemblies that are like that, um, where either the assembly itself or specific steps of the assembly um, are uh, the same for every single one that is produced. Um, so, in our future state, um, you know, the target is uh, identifying and evaluating uh, assemblies that are unchanged or processes that are unchanged from assembly to assembly and identifying how we can remove labor from those uh, so that we are able to add labor to some of the other areas as we 
seek a better way to do it there. So meaning an area that benefits from a higher output um, by an additional person, identify where we can get those additional people from and not bring in a new person. Um, so keep the same amount of people um, or not have to bring on a replacement if people leave um, instead of bringing on new um, when, you know, because demand has said you need more people. Um, so the, again, the, the desired state is um, to remove labor from repeatable processes, uh, I guess, without uh, generating excess inventory or adding, um, adding any additional shifts that kind of um, go against the idea of removing labor. Um, so my thinking is that by trying to set up this, this gap that we have, that's a strategic um, direction that has generated the gap, um, by setting this kind of thinking up, um, we will be able to have the right direction for kind of this first attempt at, uh, you know, uh, approaching automation uh, so that with a clear direction, we can see is what we're looking at um, the right thing to look at. Are we removing labor from a repeatable assembly or process? Uh, and so... That in and of itself doesn't say that automation is the solution, uh, right? I mean, it just allows for opportunities for us to look at uh, how we can do that. Now, one of the big things in our make-buy strategy is not to outsource any assembly. Like, assembly is our core competency. We don't want to pay someone else to do assembly because that's what we do best. So um, we shouldn't do that because it's going to cost more. Because we feel if we're doing the assembly on something, um, the reason, the way we get value is because we can do it for cheaper than the markup um, that likely someone in our area would be doing. Because, uh, it probably wouldn't be cost effective to make some of our assemblies in a low-cost country, or best-cost country, whatever the acronym is this week, um, it probably doesn't make sense to, to, to do that because then you have bigger, bulkier items uh, that you have to package, and you end up paying a lot of, pay for shipping a lot more air than you would um, if it was just the components. Um, so... By keeping assembly in house, um, we're able to control the cost of the labor that goes into that assembly. Um, now, if it's a specialized assembly, let's say it required like welding or some sort of special process, um, uh, sorry, there's a person who does not know how to. Uh, 
35 miles an hour when everyone else is going 65 or higher is uh, dangerous. Um, but uh, if there's a special process like welding or you know brazing or machining or then that's probably something that we should look outside to um, for the the near future because that is not our core competency. Um, if future product we make requires it, then we'll pursue the technology that uh, requires us to do that. Um, so assembly being our core competency, um, you know, our goal is to focus on assembly. to remove labor um, we don't want to outsource the labor uh, we don't want to uh, have to approach engineering and say hey make it simpler um, that's one thing we could request but typically the timeline on something like that um, is, is pretty long because of the testing and whatever uh, the validation verification um, regulatory things um, it would be nice um, and then, trust me there's plenty of things that I would think that uh, simplifying or changing the design would help us um, but trying to use that as a way would would uh, potentially um, you know have us not be thinking about well, what could we do about it and can it be a um, Take things that we have the capability to improve, we have the uh, capacity to improve, but we would be kind of saying, okay, engineering, that's you, um, you know, we aren't going to be accountable for doing all that we can to fix it. It puts you in a fixed mindset, basically, um, by just saying, oh, well, the design is bad. Um, so, as we kind of set the... the, the circumstance for change um, you start to see that okay no additional labor no outsourcing the labor no changing the design um, you know it really says well is it something that we could do kaizen on and think of a better way to balance the work or change how we put it together um, basically do we have an inefficient process um, that hasn't been explored for alternative ways to do it um, or is the process been optimized and now we are you know um, we've reached kind of the the limit of human capability in terms of productivity um, you know do we need to um, do something else um, and so that's something else that comes up would be well is it something that should be automated so, I'm going through the thinking as to, you know, what would lead to the decision of something to be automated. Um, I'm kind of trying to think in terms of like a fishbone um, and say, okay, well, um, or a decision tree, like, here's, here's where this thinking makes sense to apply, here's where it doesn't, um, here the, you know, um, because it's really not, we're not really trying to find a root cause, right? We're just trying to look at, you know, why, why have things not been, uh, why do things have 
opportunities to reduce labor. And so just kind of thinking through that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the thinking so far. I would much welcome any feedback on that type of thinking. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at in my thinking this morning. Um, yeah, um, that's really all I got. made it to my I've been parking in a different spot every day so um, but that's all I got this morning hope you have a wonderful day and uh, we'll see if I work from home or come into the office tomorrow it's kind of 50-50 right now anyway have a great day